The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated anonymously of Meir ben Esther. Amen. Amen. Masechet Beitza has been dedicated as well Mazal. Amen. We bless our anonymous sponsor that Bezat Hashem he should be blessed with Arichut Yamim, health, Oshir, Veoshir, Vechavod, and Bezat Hashem should be Zocher in the near future to raise a family uh, and continue all his good work for the community. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being dedicated by. Mr. Chaim Sa'in, one of the charter members of our Dafayumi group, in honor of his dear parents, Jack and Lillian Sa'in. Hashem Alehem Yechiyu. Amen. Daf Gimal. Today's Daf is being studied by Eilun Shmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Aiden. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Daf Bet Amud Bet. And we start two lines from the bottom, starting from Rabbi Yosef. Let us review the Gemara until this point. Our Gemara was analyzing a statement in the Mishnah. The Mishnah said, An egg that was born, that was hatched, laid on Yom Tov, Bet Shammai said, Te'achel. Bet Shammai says, Mutar. Betelel said, Lo Ta'akhir. Rav Nachman explained the Mahlukit. He said that the Mahlukit is based on the rules of Muqsih. Rabbi Shimon in Masikhet Shabbat has a very lenient view and understanding of the laws of Muqsih. And the way the Gemara says, Ain't no Muqsih. He doesn't have Muqsih. And since he doesn't have Muqsih, the Gemara assumes he doesn't have the principle of Nolad either, which is a type of Muqsih. Nolad means an idol that was not in the world, like this egg, which was in the chicken's stomach, and nobody was anticipating it coming out, and all of a sudden it surfaced on Yom Tov. That would be called Nolad. Well, if you don't hold the Mukseh, you don't have Nolad. But Shammai subscribes to the Bishimon, since he doesn't hold of Nolad, therefore he holds the egg is permissible. Whereas Betelel subscribes to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda eat the Mukseh. And the one that has Mukseh has Nolad, and therefore the egg is considered Nolad, I meaning he wasn't in the guy's mind. When the egg was hatched, before the holiday went in, he wasn't thinking about an egg being hatched or laid. Therefore, when it was born, it's considered nolad, therefore it is mukseh. That's the way Rav Nachman understood the mahlokit. The Gemara asked a question on Rav Nachman, but that was Rav Nachman's opinion. Rabba had a different interpretation of the Mishnah. Rabba said, oh, the issue over here is we're talking about a tanegolet that really is omedet l'achila. The chicken itself is not uh, mukseh. You're allowed to slaughter with onion tov and eat it. It's, des- it's, it's designated for eating purposes. So what's the issue of this? So why should Betelel say that the egg is uh, no good? Seemingly the egg is, is part of the, the mother. It's like you can eat the mother, you can eat the, uh, the egg. Right? Then we say, de ifrat. It's like uh, food that came out of food. They're cutting a slice of bread. Why should Betelel say it's uh, no good? So Rabbah came along with a big hadush and he learned from Pesukim from the Torah, Hachana, which the Gemara refers to as Hachana de Rabbah. Rabbah learns from the situation of the man that since Yom Tov is considered a chashuv meal 
right? The Surahot of Yom Tov are significant. So you need to prepare and designate the food for Yom Tov. And you can only designate from Hol to Yom Tov. But you cannot designate from Shabbat to Yom Tov. And he learns that from the situation of the man. It says, On Friday, which was Hol, they would have to make a preparation. According to the Shiri, they would have to say, Mikan ani They would have to actually verbally designate their food for the Yom Tov. But it's from a weekday to the Yom Tov. But not from a Shabbat to the Yom Tov. So that's why Betanel holds on Hakana. So since you didn't designate this, uh, this, uh, this item, or when was the egg actually uh, prepared? The rule is that an egg that's born today was prepared 24 hours before in the, in the stomach. So therefore, if an egg was hatched on Yom Tov, which was on a Sunday, when was the egg prepared in the stomach? Shabbat. So Hakana was done on Shabbat. It was done But bottom line Hakana was done Shabbat cannot be for Yom Tov And therefore the egg is Off limits That's the opinion of Baba So so far we have Two views Interpreting the Mishnah Rav Nahman And Baba Now the Gemara is going to Give us two more opinions How to interpret the Mishnah The first opinion is Rav Yosef Rav Yosef Amar Gezerah Mishum Perot Hanoshrin. Have a gezerah. What's the gezerah? On Shabbat, for example, Halakha says, if you have perot, hanoshrin, that fell off a tree, you're not allowed to eat those perot. That apple tree, guy went to his field, some of the apples fell off on Shabbat. Can't eat them. Why? Because Hachemi made a gezerah, if we allow you to eat them, you might come to pluck it off the tree. So therefore, he wants to say that that's the reason of the egg being asur. An egg being laid, coming out of the mother's, uh, the chicken's stomach, so to speak, that's considered like a fruit that's falling off a tree. If we allow you to eat this egg, it's similar to allowing you to eat a fruit that fell off the tree, because just like the fruit falls off the tree and it's asur, so too when the egg is detached from the mother's Womb and comes out. So therefore, it's a gezerah atu perot hanoshlim. If you're going to do this, we're going to let you. You might come to eat fruit that fell off the tree. So the Gemara says, Amar leabayeh perot hanoshlim ta'amamai. What's the reason why perot hanoshlim? Why cannot? Why are you not allowed to eat perot hanoshlim? Gezerah shema yalevi yitlosh. Because you might climb up the tree and pull it off. Now that's assumed that Torah. So the Gemara says, Higufa gezerah. That itself is a gezera. We have a rule, we learned yesterday, that the rabbis do not make a decree on a decree. You're allowed to make a gezera to the Torah. But you can't make a gezera to a rabbinical enactment. So you're telling me like this. You can't eat the egg that was detached from the womb that came out on Yom Tov. Why? Gezera that you might come to eat a fruit that was detached from a tree. But that itself is a gezera. So it's two stages of gezera. The gezera. So that Gemara says, no, kula hada gezerahi. Now this is a, a terminology that we see many times in the Gemara. Kula hada gezerah. It's all one gezerah. Which means like this. means one gezerah. It's not one gezerah. It's two gezerot. This, you might come to do this. And this is because you might come to do that. The explanation is like this. When the rabbi sat down and they convened in their meeting to decide to osir perot noshrim, at that meeting they also decided just like Pirot Noshim is going to be Asur, so too Bet Sashin Yom Tov is going to be Asur. Once they decided it in one 
sitting, that's considered all part of the same gezerah. <coughs> gezerah the gezerah means like this. First they decided, perot anoshim zasur. Then six months later they came along and said, you know what? Now we're going to osir betzah. That's what it gives out the gezerah. But if you came in one shot, and you said, these two items are going to be asur, so therefore that's like the gezerah, the gezerah, that's considered hada gezerah. So again, let's review according to Rabbi Yosef. Huh? Well, they, they are similar. The egg that's detached from the womb, of course, the, the similarity is just like an egg that's detached. That's like a fruit that's detached as well. Now, Rashi says, "Kula hada gezerat kedar." See Rashi inside. Lo shetehezu gezera de lo leti lede perot anoshim ela kishinimnu vegazu al perot anoshim. When they sat down and made the original gezera al perot anoshim, af betza haita bemashma. The rule of Betzah was also ruled at that day. Even though there's no Telishah by, by an egg, you're not going to come with a Tolesha, no Tolesha egg. The egg is like a fruit that was detached, therefore they made the Gezera on one, in one sitting. Now, so according to Rabbi Yosef, you learn the Mishnah like this, Betzah, Shenodabi Yom Tov, it's talking about an, a chicken that's Omed Achila. So it's not a Mukseh issue. So what's the issue over here? The issue why Betelel says not ta'achel because it's similar to a fruit that falls off a tree and therefore just like a fruit that falls off a tree is asur so to the egg that falls off and comes out is also going to be asur as considered one gezera. Now it's Kedai, look at the bottom nashi on the Amud Bete for a second. Rabbi Yosef Amar Ta'amad betzah betan negol ta'omed ta'achila Uchtokim no Betelel da'asli mishum perot ta'noshli mina'ilan b'shabbat uh, the Rishonim all has a question on Nashi over here. Right, really Rashi should say the Gezerah is Perota Noshrim on Yom Tov. Rashi says the Gezerah of the egg on Yom Tov is because of Perota Noshrim B'Shabbat. Why, why didn't Rashi say Perota Noshrim B'Yom Tov? Why did he jump to the case of Shabbat? We make the Gezerah on Yom Tov for Yom Tov. So the Mefarshim over here, the Maginesh Shilomo, who's a sefer that uh, defends Rashi when, from all his antagonists that ask questions on him. The Maginish Shilomo says like this, because Rashi holds in a Torah, it's permissible to pluck uh, fruit on Yom Tov from a tree. And therefore, there's no Gezera uh, on Yom Tov. In a Torah, it's permissible. Again, I'm reading Rashi over here. Rashi says, Meshum perot b'shabbat. No, I'm not reading that Rashi. I'm reading the Rashi over here. Meshu perot anoshim in ha'ilan b'shabbat. And then he comes... That's on Shabbat. Oh, that's on Shabbat. She's not talking about Yom Tov. That's what I'm showing you. Rashi on the bottom of it is telling you the Gezerah on Yom Tov of the egg is atu Shabbat. So what did you jump to Shabbat for? Just tell me atu perot anoshim b'yom tov. You can't pluck a fruit from the tree on Yom Tov. So Rashi Rashi Tato holds minat Torah. You can. That's why you have to go to... Shabbat. The Hatam Sufer has a different answer. Hatam Sufer says, nah, there's no difference between plucking a tree, fruit on Yom Tov or plucking on Shabbat. It's the same deen. But where was the law said? Which is in Masechah Shabbat, when we learned the Yisur of fruits that fell off a tree, it was said by a case of Anshay Yiriho, the people of Yiriho, on Shabbat. So therefore, she gave you the source. Uh, there's no difference between Shabbat and Yom Tov. She's just giving you the Mekor where we learned the Halakha. So those are two answers. How to defend Rashi. Uh, okay, now... There's a very strong question over here that the Tosafot deals with. Tosafot says, what are you talking about? On Yom Tov, what's the problem of Ketzirah? Didn't we say Ochen Nefesh is Mutar? 
Aren't you allowed to have ochil nefesh? Aren't you allowed to... Can I slaughter animal on Yom Tov? Yes. Can I cook on Yom Tov? Yes. Yes. Why? Anything that's surrounded to, to eating is mutar. So the kaurah, plucking off a tree should be mutar on Yom Tov. This is a Tosafos question. He brings a very famous Yerushalmi. If you look at the end of this big Tosafot, second wide line. Alken piresh rabenu netanel mekinun the Pasuk talks about the law where you're allowed to do Ochen Nefesh on Yom Tov. The Samich land, the next to it, it says, Ushmartem etamasot. Otan, etamazvot actually. Otan melachot shemeshimur vailach hen mutarot. Which means, from the shimur and on, that's permissible on Yom Tov. What is shimur? Tanu melisha. From lash and on, that's permissible on Yom Tov, which is from kneading, from the kneading stage and on. Anything before kneading is asur. So therefore, why? I could have done it before Yom Tov. Who told you to cut the, uh, the wheat on Yom Tov? Go cut it from before Yom Tov. Yeah. So again, the wheat is not allowed to be cut on Yom Tov. For that matter, perot and noshrim, or, or perot on the tree, it's asur. That's kotser. Kotser is before lash. Kotser is early. It's horeh, uh, zoreya, kotser. That's the third melakah. So there's those melakot to be asur again. Why? Because the Torah says ochen nefesh. Then it says ushmartem to teach you that from shimur and on ochen nefesh is permissible, but from shimur and earlier it's going to be asur. So that's a very important halacha to remember that when we say achila is mutar ochen nefesh mutar, it's not. It's not everything. It's limited to lash and further. Now. The Tosfot also has one question as well, and that's the Rashbaz question here. You tell me the reason why I cannot eat this fruit that fell off the tree is Gezerah, Shema Yitlosh. Why didn't, we have another Gebra that says the reason is Mukseh. Chaurat Mukseh, because when it went into Shabbat, it was on the tree. You couldn't get it. So since it went into Shabbat uh, on the tree, now that it falls off, it remains the status of Mukseh. So how come the Gebra doesn't even discuss the subject of Mukseh? It's Gezerah, Shema Yitlosh. So the Yashbah says you're right. There's two problems over here with Perot Anoshri. Number one, Gezerah, Shema Yitlosh. And number two, Mukseh. The reason why our Gemara didn't discuss the Mukseh issue, because if it was only Mukseh, we wouldn't make a Gezerah by the egg. That's already... Mukseh is not as stringent to start making a Gezerah against it. That's why the Gemara discussed Shema Yitlosh, which is Isud de Oraita, then already it's more understanding why we made a Gezerah by the egg. But the fact be told, there's two reasons why Perot Anoshima Asur. Number one, Gezerah Shema Ya'alevi Yitlosh. And number two, because of the standing rule of Mukseh. So that's Yosef's answer of the Mishnah. Okay, comes the Gemara and says, next answer. Rabbi Yitzchak Amar, Rabbi Yitzchak says, Gezerah Mishum Mashkin Shezavu. New answer. The chicken in the Mishnah is not Mukseh again. It's a regular chicken that's Omeh Da'akhila. Oh, so then what's the problem? If you can eat the chicken, you can eat the egg that comes out of it. Again, the slice of bread. So why does Betanil say you can't eat it? Gezerah because of Mashkim Shezavu. What's the case of Mashkim Shezavu? You have a grape. Are you allowed to squeeze a grape on Shabbat? No. That's considered the Isud of Sehita. Now, Sehita is not one of the 39 Melachot. Sehita is Asud because of Mefarek. It's called Mefarek. You're removing the juice, let's say, from the, uh, from the, from the grape. Mefarek is a tolda of dash. What is dash? Dash is threshing. What do you do with threshing? You have a wheat and it's husk. Right? The husk is like the, uh, 
the shell outside. You bang it. By banging it, what you do? You separate the uh, chaff from the kernel, or the kernel from the chaff. So squeezing sechita is actually under the category of dash. Just like dash is removing the the food stuff from the husk, so squeezing the grape also, you're removing the juice from the from the shell. Very good. That's Yisuda Raita. Dash. So the Hakami made a gizera and said like this. Let's say Shabbat had grapes. By themselves, Mashkim Shizavu. What happened? The uh, liquid started to ooze. Now I want to drink this liquid. Halakha says you can't drink the liquid. Why? Gizera, if I let you drink the liquid, you're going to come squeeze the grape. So therefore they want to say like this. The reason why the egg is asur, the egg is like the liquid that comes out of the grape. An egg that comes out of the, the womb, it slides out of the mother. That's like the liquid that's coming out of the grape. So if I allow you to eat this egg, you might come and squeeze fruit on Shabbat. They're looking at the egg like the liquid that comes out of the grape. That's the way they're, they're comparing it. So comes the, comes the Gemaran says, Comes again what on says. Amal Abaye, Abale Abaye, Abaye says, Mashkim Shezavu Tamamai. What's the reason of Mashkim Shezavu? Why is Mashkim Shezavu Asur? Mashkim Shezavai Tama, Gizera Shema Yishot. It's a Gizera that you might come to squeeze. He gufa Gizera. That itself is a Gizera. Ba'ana Nikum Vinixur Gizera Li Gizera. But I'm going to come along and say, the egg is asur gezerah to the mashkim shizavu. Mashkim shizavu is asur gezerah, shem yishot. It's a gezerah to gezerah. Okay, but I answer school, I had a gezerah. You know, when the rabbi sat down and they were osir, mashkim shizavu, in the same meeting they were osir, betzah shirodah b'yom tov, and therefore it's all considered one gezerah. So basically we have four answers to the mishnah. Rav Nachman, it's a mukseh issue. Rav Nachman's answer again was in the Mishnah that the Mishnah is talking about a Tanegolet and Megadelet Betzim. So therefore, Tanegolet, that's Megadelet Betzim, now you have an issue of Mukseh. Because the, 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 the chicken itself is Mukseh. And the issue is Nolat. Rabbah says, no, all the other answers, by the way, all go with the chicken being a chicken that's Omed et Akhira. It's not a Mukseh issue. If the issue is Hakana, according to Rabbah, According to Rabbi Yosef, the issue is Gezerah Mishum Perot Anoshrim. According to Rabbi Yitzchak, the issue is Gezerah Mishum Perot, I mean the Mashkim Shezavu. Okay, that's the, that's the uh, basic opinions. So it comes again with answers like this. Kulehu Kerav Dachman Lo Amri. All the opinions of it agree that they don't go like Rav Dachman. So now we have to ask ourselves, how come this opinion didn't go like that opinion? How come this rabbi didn't take this rabbi? What's the inherent problems with each opinion, why each rabbi did not subscribe to his colleague's opinion? So the Gemara says, everybody didn't go like Rav Nachman. Kikushan. Like the question of the Gemara. The question on yesterday's Gemara, there was a question that they asked on Rav Nachman. Based on your opinion of Nachman, that it's a Mufseh issue, why did the Gemara discuss the egg? The Gemara could have discussed the chicken itself. Right. But what do you have to jump to the egg for? If it's talking about a chicken that's omed in the gadil betzim, so you tell me the betzah, muksin, or that, what do you got to get to the egg for? Just discuss the chicken itself. The chicken's also muksin. Because of that, they said, the Hazrat answer cannot be, cannot be true. Kerabana melo amre. They don't hold a kerabah either. Hakana letlehu. They don't subscribe to this shitav hakana. Rabbi's Hadush over here. He learned from the Torah that what? It says you have to prepare it on Friday to Shabbat. Not everybody learns the pasuk like that. So Rabbah also. They don't, uh, they don't go. Now, Ela, Rabbi Yosef, my ta'amalu amal ki Rabbi Yitzhak. Rabbi Yosef, you hold the problem is what? Perot al-Noshrim. 
How come you don't hold like Rabbi Tzach that says the problem is Mashkim Shezavu? So he says, Amar Lecha Betza Uchla Uperot Uchla Laapukem Mashkim Delav Uchla Listen, Perot that fall off a tree is food. An egg is a solid food. So I would compare an egg more to a case of a tree that has fruit on it than to a case of a grape that has drink or liquid that's coming out of it. And therefore, I don't agree to your, 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 your analogy is not correct. Therefore, I'd rather compare it to a food than compare it to a liquid. Understand? Rabbi Yitzchak, oh Rabbi Yitzchak, Mai ta'ama lo amar ke Rabbi Yosef, Assumi why does it go like Rabbi Yosef? Amar lecha betza belua. The egg is inside the womb. It's balua. It's absorbed. it's absorbed inside. Umashkin biluin. The mashkin, where the mashkin emanate from the grape? Inside. Balua, it's inside. So in that sense, it's similar. You have an item that's absorbed inside that comes out. La puke perot. But perot, the maglu kaimu. Perot are exposed. So it's not compared. Which means like this. I understand that you want to tell me by perot, there's a gezerah. You know why there's a gezerah? The perot are revealed. If I'm going to let you eat the perot that fall on the floor on Shabbat, you might just come pluck it off the tree. It's revealed. But I'm not going to say that I'm going to come now by, by doing this gezerah by a chicken. The chicken is inside. It's not similar to the case of... It's not seen. It's not similar to the case of the perot. What is it more similar to? Similar to the case of Mashkim Shezavu. Just like the Mashkim Shezavu is inside and trickles out on Shabbat, so too the egg trickles out on Shabbat. Correct. So therefore it's more similar to that. So therefore the Gemara told us, let's review this last Keta. Gemara said, like Rav Nachman, they don't go like. Why? Because of the question of the Gemara. Argue about the chicken. According to Rabbah, they don't go like either. You know why? They don't go with Hakana. Rabbi Yosef doesn't go like Rabbi Yitzhak, and Rabbi Yitzhak doesn't go like Rabbi Yosef. Now, the uh, Rajba asks, the Gemara didn't tell us one point there. How come Rabba and Rabbi Nachman don't go like Rabbi Yitzhak and Rabbi Yosef? That part of the equation didn't tell us. So the Rajba answers very simply. Because for whatever reason, Rabbi Yitzhak didn't go like Rabbi Yosef, and the reason why Rabbi Yosef didn't go like Rabbi Yitzhak, that's why Rabbah and Rav Nachman don't go like either of them. They'll hold that it's not similar to the case of Pirot and Noshrim. Because why? This is considered, uh, 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 this is Balua and this is revealed. They're not going to consider it Mashkim Shezavu because this is a food and that's a liquid. Yeah. So therefore, the Gemara didn't have to tell us why Rabbah and Rav Nachman don't go like Yitzhak and Rav Yosef because they themselves had problems with each other's shita. So therefore, the inherent problems that they had, Rabbah and Rav Nachman will also say, I don't go with them as well. Again, Rabbah and Rav Nachman say, I don't go like uh, Mashkim you know why? Because it's not a mashke, this is an egg. It's not a liquid. And I don't go with Pirota Noshim, because Pirota Noshim is revealed. This egg over here is Balua. So therefore, that's what the government have to tell us Rabban of Nahman doesn't go like Rabbi Tzhak and Rabbi Yosef. Okay, so therefore, the, those are the Shittot. Comes the Gibran says, The Af Rabbi Yohanan Savar, Kizra Mishum Mashkim Shezavu. Now the Gibran is giving another opinion. Rabbi Yohanan also holds the reason of the egg on Yom Tov, that's Asur, Mashkim Shezavu, because of Mashkim that came out of a fruit on Shabbat. The Gibran says like this. Rabbi Yohanan, because Rabbi Yohanan, Ramed Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yudah. Rabbi Yohanan brought a contradiction from two statements of Rabbi Yudah. Let's learn the contradiction independently first, and then we'll relate it back to our subject. 
Umishani and after Rabbi Yohanan brought the contradiction against Rabbi Yudah to Rabbi Yudah, he answered. Now let's see the contradiction and what he answered. Tanan, we have one Mishnah. Very good. On Shabbat, you cannot squeeze perot to take out mashkin. And even if they came out by themselves, asurim. Very good. That's the case of mashkin. Shezavu. What's the reason why it's asur? Gives it up. We let you drink these liquids. You might come to squeeze. Good. Why squeezing asur? Dash. Rabbi Yudah Omer. Rabbi Yudah says, Im le'ochlin hayotze mahen mutar. Bein the mashkin hayotze mahen asur. Rabbi Yudah makes a haluk over here. He says, wait, wait, wait. Not always the liquid that comes out of the grape is going to be asur. It depends what your intention to do with that grape is. If that grape you designate it for eating, okay. and most people eat it with grapes, you eat it. Okay. If that was an eating grape, the mashkin that comes out is not going to be asur. Because I'm not going to make a gizera that you're going to come to squeeze, because you want to eat the grape. I'm not going to make a gizera and mashkin shezavu if the grape is designated for food. Because bottom line, why should I make a gizera? I, I, I didn't intend to squeeze it, the, the, the liquid came out by itself. So I'm going to say, oh, the liquid came out by itself. If I let you drink this grape juice, it's going to come squeeze the grape. What are you talking about? That grape is designated for eating purposes. Why should I come to squeeze it? So if it's designated for eating, mutar. However, if it's designated for drinking, I mean, let's, some people have grapes, you use it for grape juice. You squeeze grapes. So therefore, the, the juice that comes out is going to be asur. Why? If I let you drink this uh, juice that came out by itself, you might come to squeeze it. So that's the view. That's hiluk. It depends what the purpose of the grape is. Okay? Now. Comes the Gemara and says, Alma, what is what can we imply from the Biyuda's opinion? Kol ochlin Yehuda anything that's considered a food, called the Biyuda, uchlad ifratu, whatever comes out of it would be considered food as well. Which means he looks at the juice that comes out of this grape as food itself. Again, like a slice of bread. Mm-hmm. Since the grape is food, mm-hmm. whatever comes out of the grape is also permissible. Therefore, he lets you uh, he lets you eat it. Okay, that's Rabbi Yehuda. So that's one statement of Rabbi Yehuda. Mm-hmm. Now we get the contradiction. What do you mean? No, we have a contradiction. Now this discussion over here is regarding Rosh Hashanah. There's a very great mahlokit. How do we look at the holiday of Rosh Hashanah? Two days. Right? Do we consider it one long kiddusha? It's one long day. And we'll see enough coming out if you consider it one long kiddusha. Or do you consider it two separate days? Two kiddushot. Rabbi Yehuda clearly holds, and we're going to see now from this Mishnah, Rosh Hashanah is two separate days. Which means one is Kodesh and one is Hol. You just don't know which one is Kodesh and which one is Hol. So, so therefore you, you have to treat the two days Nesafik. If the first day is Kodesh, the second day is Hol. If the first day is Hol, the second day is Kodesh. Now of course we treat both days Bikdushah because we are Nesupat. But it's considered two separate days. Meaning when the rabbis established themselves, they didn't make it one long Kedushah. No. This is Safik. Just like on a regular Yom Tov. We have two days of Yom Tov in Galut. Yeah. One day is really not Yom Tov. One day is really all. But what? We do the So he looks at Rosh Hashanah the same way. There's two days of Rosh Hashanah. It's no different than any other holiday. And the two days are considered one day is really the day, and the other day is all. What's enough kamina? I'll tell you enough kamina. Enough kamina will be like this: Matne Adam al Kalkalat shil Perot bi Yom Tov Rishon veochla b'Sheni. 
Then this is the case over here. A guy has a kalkala shel perot. He has a, a basket of fruit. He didn't take terumot and ma'asrot. He can't eat them. You're not allowed to take terumot ma'asrot on a holiday. It's metakin. So he's stuck now. He wants to eat the fruit on the holiday. What is he going to do? So the Bible said, I, I got the solution. Let him go on the first day of the holiday. Rosh Hashanah. Let him separate terumot ma'asrot. Let him say, this is my terumot and ma'asrot. Okay, put it on the side. Let him come the second day and do the same thing. He'll pick up the same fruit that he picked up the day before. Pick them up again. He made a siman on them, so he knows which fruit it is. This is terumot and ma'asrot. And on the second day already, he can eat the fruit. What's the logic? If the first day was Kodesh, so his Turumah was nothing. That doesn't count. So he can't eat the fruit. If the second day was Kodesh, so it means yesterday already he fixed it. Okay? And if uh, yesterday was Kodesh and today is Hol, he fixed it today. So by the second day, Miman Afshach, you covered yourself. Now, Again, he takes the kalkala, a fruit over there, picks up uh, two, uh, two of the fruits, right? Two of the, two of the clusters of grapes, harezu terumah. Now we don't know, if, if, if today's Rosh Hashanah, this terumah is nothing. She can't eat it. But why? He just mentions siman. It doesn't work or you know how to do it? No, it doesn't work. It's not hal. So therefore, so it doesn't work. So now what happens? Comes the next day, do it again. Take the same grapes, harezu terumah. Namiman afshach. If yesterday was whole, your terumah hit yesterday. Good. If today is whole, your terumah hit today. So he allows you to eat it dafka on the second day, never on the first day. Now, I want to point out to you, this is only because you consider one day whole and one day kodesh. If you consider it all one long kiddushah, you will not eat it. This, this, this advice is not going to help you. Now, let's read the Gemara now. Okay. I can make the condition on Yom Tov Rishon And he can eat it on Shini Let's read the Rashi how he learns the case Look at the Rashi Matne Adam ala Kalkala Lehaim miltav u shtei kedushot Kot Rabbi Yudah is considered two kedushot, two separate days Hayta lo Kalkala shel perot tebel you don't take but you're able to do it with a condition. He doesn't want to make a suit. He says, if today's Kodesh, what I'm doing here is nothing. That's really the, the tonight. Uh-huh. He's really saying, maybe it will be Hal. But the guy doesn't want to make any suit. Right. So he says, if today is Kodesh, what I'm doing is nothing. That's the correct way. And he puts a siman on those grapes. Good, exactly the case. Now comes again when it says like this. Same law applies to the egg. An egg that was born mm-hmm. on the first day of Yom Tov, okay, you'll be allowed to eat it on the second day of Yom Tov. Why? If the first day is considered whole, so the egg is uh, not, it's not, no mukseh, there's, no, there's no nothing. What's, what's, what's that of the egg? The egg is, the egg is 100% uh, permissible. So I can eat it on the second day. If the first day is Kodesh, and the egg was born on Yom Tov, and the second day is whole. I can eat it on the second, second day is whole. So if the first day is whole, there's nothing wrong with the egg to start off with. If the second day is 
Kodesh. So there's nothing. So the egg was born on oil. Now it's Kodesh. So the same rules gonna apply by an egg that was born on. You know, you can eat it on the second day. Rashi. They don't know the Rakhana. Vechen legabe. Even if it's Agana, it's Chol. Vechen legabe. The first day is Chol, or the first day is Kodesh, but the second day is Chol. Either way. Vechen legabe betzah. Havi shteke dushot. Hayachat Chol vechad yom tov vanoda berishon mutere besheni. So the Gemara now analyzes. Wait. Get to the Gemara. Second, third, three lines on the bottom. He lets you eat it on the second day. Barishon, no. But he doesn't let you eat it on the on the first day. Why? Why? Even though this egg that comes out of the of the chicken, the it's considered okhir. The chicken is omedit la when this egg comes out over here, on the first day, the Chavrat should be considered Ochel. Right. And therefore, Ochel that comes out of Ochel is Mutar. How do we know the Buddha holds Ochel that comes out of Ochel is Mutar? By the grapes. What do you say by the grapes? If your grapes are omedet la'akhila, the stuff that comes out of it on Shabbat is Mutar. So, hey, you're contradicting yourself. Why by the juice that comes out of the grapes, the Buddha? You told me if the grapes are omedet la'akhila, it's Mutar because it's considered Ochlat Ifrat. So therefore the Kha'ara, you should say the same thing about the chicken. The chicken is Akhila, it's Omed Akhila. The egg that comes out of it is Ukhlaat Defa, it should be Mutar. What, what, there should be no... No Gizera. No just like you would be killed by the, Grape. the grapes, the, the, the liquid Omed that comes Akhila. out. It, you should be, be killed by the, the, the egg that comes out. Why are you telling me only on the second day? Mm-hmm. It should be Mutar even on the first day. That was the Bihanan Stira in the Bihuda. Umeshane, and he answered, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan answered, Mukhlefet Ashita. He said, You're right, you have to switch the Shitot around. Really, in the case of the Bashkim Shezavu, the, uh, the liquid that came out of the grapes, really, according to the Buddha, it doesn't make a difference if it's for Akhila or if it's for Mashkim, it's always going to be Asur. And therefore, the Buddha is not the one that makes the Hiluk. He holds that really any type of Mashkim Shazab was going to be Asur. Therefore the Betzah, even though it's coming out of Ochil, he's going to hold it's going to be Asur. And that's why you have to make that uh, Tina, you can only eat it on the second day. So that's the way he answered. He has a Stira, and the way he answered this is he reversed the opinions. But what do you see, bottom line, from the Buhanan's whole question? From the fact that he asked the question from Mashkim Shezavu to the case of the egg, must be comparing the egg to Mashkim Shezavu. So therefore, Rabbi Yohanan must subscribe to Rabbi Yitzhak. Again, Rabbi Yitzhak's opinion is what's the reason why the egg is Asur? Mashkim Shezavu. Right? It's good enough. We let you have the egg, you're going to have this uh, liquid that comes out of the uh, grape, and you're going to come to squeeze. So they give us, you know what? Rabbi Yohanan goes like that opinion also. How do you know Rabbi Yohanan goes like that opinion? Because he brought a contradiction from one statement of Rabbi Yudah to another statement. One statement is by an egg, one statement is by Mashkim Shizavu. Obviously, if you ask me a question from these two cases, you must hold that they are similar. And therefore, you must hold that an egg also is similar to what? Mashkim Shizavu. And then we see Rabbi Yohanan must hold of the opinion of Mashkim Shizavu. So therefore, it comes out, it's not only Rabbi Yitzhak, it's also Rabbi Yohanan. Good. Comes again and says, Ravina Amar. Ravina says, Le'olam Lotipuch. Ravina says, No, 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 no. No contradiction. You don't have to switch anything around. 
keep your biuda by mashkim shezavu with his chiluk. If it's for achilat mutar, if it's for mashkin, it's asur. And keep his opinion by the egg that you can eat the egg on the second day, and it's no contradiction. Why? The biuda lidivrehim the rabbanan kamar. The biuda he was talking to the rabbis. To, his, uh, to the people, to the rabbis that argued on him, and they were saying like this: According to me, the Biuda says, says, "For me, the egg is permissible even on Yom Tov Rishon." You know why? It's okay. Just like I allow the grapes, the liquid that comes out, I allow it. I also hold by the egg; it's really mutar even on the first day. So, but the Biuda says the second day. No, right. Yudah was not talking in his opinion. He was coming to the rabbis and saying, "Ela lididchu, you rabbis, oduli mihad de b'sheni sharia." At least, at least you should agree to me that on the second day it should be permissible. Mm-hmm. Which means, listen, you have an opinion by the grapes, rabbis, that you want to say it's asur the gamre. It's asur whether it's for achila, whether it's for shtiya. You being osir. I respect your opinion by the grapes, but by the egg case. On Rosh Hashanah, at least you should be matir the egg on the second day of Yom Tov. Because you have a meman of shach. This day kiddushot, because violence is two kiddushot. So therefore each one day is chol, one day is kodesh. So you want to tell me about the grapes, it's asur under all circumstances. Good. And you want to tell me even on the first day of Yom Tov, the egg is asur. I hear you. But the on the second day, right. you should agree to me. The Amri later banan, and the rabbis come back and say, no, Kiddushah Hati. Ah. We hold us only one Kiddushah. Mm-hmm. And therefore we're going to osir it on the first day as well as the second day. So what Ravina did over is like this. Ravina really said there's no contradiction. There's no contradiction. The Biuda really holds the egg is mutar on the first day. Why? Just like the grape. The juice that comes out of it. If the grape is fa'akhila, so this is considered ukhlad iflat. Just like the grape you can eat, whatever comes out of this grape is considered okay. The egg is the same exact thing. The chicken is omed akhila, the egg that comes out, eat it on the first day. What are you talking about? He gave a whole thing, conditions, or, no, no, that was in the rabbi's opinion. He was saying, listen, rabbis, you want to say that what? That the stuff that comes out of the grape, it's always asu, doesn't matter. I respect you. But the Fahot on Nosh Hashanah agreed to me that the egg should be present at least on the second day. No, we have to. Stick it in short. Get from the Mamarashak. And to that, the rabbis come along. No, we argue fundamentally on you. We hold that Rosh Hashanah is considered one Kiddushah. It's one long Kiddushah. Therefore, you can't say that today is Kodesh, tomorrow is Hall. No, no, there's no Safik. It's all one long Kiddushah. That's a famous Mahalok that incidentally in Masikh Rosh Hashanah, how to look at. Rosh Hashanah as one long Kedushah or two different. So basically we had a contradiction in the Biuda and we have two answers. We have the Biyudah's answer which he's Mahpech. He switches the Biyudah's opinion in order to reconcile and then Ravina says, no, 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 you don't have to switch anything. You can just say the Biyudah's consistent and he was discussing the Rabbi's opinion. Comes again and says, Ravina, Bered Rav Ula Amar, he comes along and gives you a third answer. How to answer this contradiction between the Biuda? Ah, we're not talking about a Tanigola that's Omed La Akhila. Your whole premise was wrong over here. When the Biuda said that you could eat the egg on the second day, it was talking about a chicken that's Omed for. Betim. That means really the chicken is 
Mukseh. And therefore, the egg that comes out of it also is going to be Nolad. It's going to be a palm. Rabbi Yehuda le'ta'amid eat the Mukseh. Rabbi Yehuda is the opinion holds of Mukseh. So therefore, let's review what this Rabbi answers. Let's put what's being said in. Second Rabbi Rabbi Nabar Ula. The Gebara said the name of Rabbi Yehuda. You have a grape. The juice comes out on Shabbat. Okay. If the grape is omed fa'akhira, the juice is mutar. Why? This is okhil. Okhil that comes out of okhil mutar. The Buddha holds like that. That is the Buddha's opinion. Oh, so the khara, the egg is the same thing. If the chicken is omed fa'akhira, the egg that comes out of it should be mm-hmm. mutar. Why does the Buddha say you have to wait till the second day? Because that case over there was not talking about a chicken that was omed fa'akhira. That case was about a chicken that was omed it. The betzim, and since so many of the betzim, the egg that comes out of it is no lad. If you have to wait for the second day, because you make this tenai, so basically you have three answers: either the Buhanan, Tipuch, Ipuch. Switch right, the shitot. First, first, second opinion, Avina. Don't Ipuch. He was talking in the rabbi's opinion. Third answer: Now your premise is wrong. That tenegola that we were talking about is a tenegola that comes from the betzim, and the Buhanan the shitat or the holds of mukseh. Then we learned earlier the Buhanan the opinion of the second chapter holds of mukseh. So that's it. He's consistent. He's consistent. Now comes the Gemara and says, mm-hmm. Now the Gemara is going to ask a question on the Ipshitot that we had until this point. Okay. Comes the Gemara and says, Metive. New point. Ehad betzah shenodah b'shabbat. You have an egg that was born on Shabbat. Ve'ehad betzah shenodah b'yom tov. En metaltelin otah. Okay, so this opinion is telling you what the egg is? Mukseh. Lo lechasot patakeli. You cannot use the egg as a bottle stopper. You have a kid, let's say, right? You want to cover yeah, it as a cork. Yeah. You can't use it as a cork. No. No. Nor can you use the egg to support the, the bed. bed. Right. You know, the egg has a pressure point. And if you actually uh, you know, go to the Long pressure time. point of the egg, you cannot break it. So they would use an egg as like a support. They would put a heavy bed on top of the egg, and it would hold the, uh, the bed without cracking, as we know. But it's mukseh. Adal kofe ala you're allowed to take a keli and cover the egg. Bishwish shalot to shabir. You don't want the egg to break. Now this is a very important opinion over here. If you remember we learned the Masechet Shabbat, we learned the great Mahlokit. One opinion said, you're allowed to move a keli, that's mutar, this egg is asur. But one opinion says, so what? I'm not moving the egg, I'm moving a keli. So you're allowed to move a keli, so I can take this keli and cover the egg. Rabbi Yitzhak, however, was of the opinion, You can't take a keli only if it's going to serve a permissible purpose. Now this is for the egg. So how's Rabbi Yitzhak going to learn this braita? So that she says, you have to say that the guy needed the keli for itself. For example, let's say he needed the place where the keli was. So when he picked up the keli, he picked it up, once he has it in his hand, he can cover the egg. But he wouldn't be able to pick up the keli to cover the egg. He needed a heter for the keli itself. That's what we have to learn according to Okay, now, the sefeka asura. Oh, here's the question now. You have a sefek. You don't know if this egg was born on Yom Tov or not Yom Tov. You have a sefek. Could happen. You don't know. You have the egg over. You don't know when you know it was born. Yeah, it says safek asur. Let's go a little further. The inlet areba be'elif. If this egg, let's say, now we're going back to a vaday case. You have a vaday egg that you know is 
asur, it got mixed up in a thousand eggs. Kulan asurot. All thousand are asur. This is the braita. Now the Gemara is going to challenge the opinions on this Braita. Let's go back. How did Rabbah learn our Mishnah? The reason why the egg is Asur is because it's a problem of Hachana. We're talking about Yom Tov that fell out on a Sunday, according to Rabbah. The egg was finished and prepared on Shabbat. Shabbat cannot prepare for Yom Tov. According to Rabbah, that's Isur Torah. He learned it from the man. Oh, so now we understand. According to Rabbah, this Braita makes perfect sense. Why? This egg over here, that you have a Safik, it's a Safik Isur de Oraita. According to Rabbah, he's the only opinion out of all the opinions that hold, it's a de Oraita issue over here. And therefore, you have to say like this, what's the case? I have this, I guess, a safik. What's my safik? You have to say, I don't know if it was born on the Sunday mm-hmm. after Shabbat, because that's the only case where it would be Yisud Doraita. I don't know if it was born on the Sunday, Yom Tov, after Shabbat, or not. Or on Shabbat. I don't know when it was born. Now, now if that's your safik, this egg over here is a safik Doraita. Correct. Because on the side that was born on Yom Tov, Rabbah says this egg is assuming a Torah. Why? Hachana. So I understand why the Gemara says Safek Asur. So Safek Doraita Lechumra. Ela le Rabbi Yosef or Rabbi Yitzchak. But according to the opinions that we learned today on the Amud Bet, the Amrim Mishum Gezera. They say it's Gezera because of Perot Anoshim. Gezera Mishum Mashkim Shezavu. Sifikad Rabbanani. When the whole issue is a rabbinical issue. Dechos Sifikad Rabbanan Vekula. Right. How could the Gemara say over here, if you have a Sifik on this egg, Asur? What do you mean? The whole thing is rabbinical. Gizra might come to pluck a, 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 a fruit off the tree. Gizra might come to squeeze. That's rabbinical. We have a rule. Sifik Rabbanan Vekula. How could the Brayta tell me Sifik the Sifik on the egg? It's for Bomb question. To that, the Gemara says, no, no, no. When the Braita said if you have a Safik, it's Asur, it's not. You learned the case wrong. It's not Safik if it was born on Yom Tov or not. You're right. If it was a Safik, if it was born on Yom Tov or not, it would be Mutar contra Bitsak and Rabbi Safik Rabban Fine. This last case of the Braita that says Safik, you don't know if it was born from a chicken that was a Terefa. A chicken can become a terefa. It has certain uh, mumim, blemishes, internal uh, problems. The chicken becomes terefa and the egg becomes asur. Anything that comes out of a terefa is terefa. So therefore, when the Braita said, Safik asur, new case. New case. If you have an egg and you misupak, if it came from a terefa or not, you have to be mahmir. Because Terefa is the Oraita. Uh, so Safik, that's, that's, that's the case of Humrah. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very, very hard to learn a Oraita like that. Which we were talking about until now. Oh, a chicken that lays an egg on your tov. Yeah. Then in the same Oraita, right away it says, Safik, Asur. Or Safik, now we jump to Terefa. Yeah. Okay, so on, on, on a regular Tuesday in the middle of the year, if you have an egg and you don't know if it's more from a Terefa or not, it's going to be Asuka Safik, the Oraita, the Humrah. Okay. So the Gemara says, hold it. We're not, we're not finished yet. Ema Sefa. There's one more case you have to solve. Okay. If that egg now got mixed up in a thousand, all the thousand are asurot. 
יאמר פשלמה ספק יום טוב ספק חול, הווה דבר שיש לו מתירים, וכל דבר שיש לו מתירים אפילו באלף לא מתיר. The law says like this, <coughs> if let's say something asur, okay, falls into heter, if eventually the isur will become mutar, which means if you just have to wait it out, if you just have to wait it out and it will become mutar, then already there is no bitul on such an item. It's not like milk and meat. Milk and meat will never become mutar. You can wait a hundred years, the milk is osir, the meat, the meat is osir, the meat. Then you work with bitul. Do I have shishin? Do I have rov? But on something that's just a matter of time for it to work its way out, to become permissible, the law is, it's called davar shiishto matirim. Something that has a yeter, afilu be'elif lo matir. Now, let's analyze. If you're learning the b'raita, like Rabbah learned. Rabbah's learning, it's a regular case of safek if the the, the the egg was born on Yom Tov or not. So therefore, Safek Deoraita Lechumra. Good. Now this egg that was born on Yom Tov, if it got mixed into a thousand, Lo Batil. You know why? Wait, wait it out. Wait till tomorrow. Now already it's whole. You can eat all of them. That's why there's no Bitul according to that opinion. However, if you're learning the cases talking about where the egg is a Taref, Taref never going to become Mutar. So why is it not Batil in a thousand? Seemingly should be batil barov. The law normally is if you have one egg that's isud, it fell into a majority, it fell into two eggs. Right. Now you have three eggs in front of you. You don't know which ones they all look the same. Halakas is all three. So why would the Gemara say if you have a, if the if the egg we're talking about is a taref, what's the why, why should it be not batil beelif? Is that the question? If you learn the safek is a yom tov issue, I understand. The vashish to matirim afilu beelif to matir. Wait till tomorrow. Wait till Motzei yom tov and eat it. But she ekin if you learn the cases it's it's egg is taref bechalas you batel barov the gemara is ela yamad safek tarefa davar she eno matirimi but tarefa is not having become mutar v'tibatel beruba then it becomes batel barov now let's review another point there's another rule regarding bitul and that's the rule of davar she b'minyan we have a great machlok in the shlakish nebi yohanan something that is sold by quantity is considered meaning it's an item that's numbered for example certain fruit are very expensive they don't sell them by the bucket or by the uh, by the uh, you know by the case they sell it by the piece you count I want six pieces right they sell them like that by number everybody agrees that an item that's sold by pieces by number that's a hashuv item. Very hashuv item. And they hold davar shebe minyan. is not batev. So let's say you have a davar shebe minyan. That's uh, isur. For example, you have grapes that were planted in a field of kilayim. Right? You planted your grapes next to a, uh, uh, another uh, wheat. And therefore it's isur. And these grapes got mixed up in something else. If the way you sell the grapes is by number... I don't care if there's a thousand, it's not batil because it's considered davar hashuf. Now, everybody agrees to that. But the mahlokit is, what about an item that some people sell by number and some people don't? I mean, it can go either way. 
eggs fall into that category. Some people sell eggs and buy the eggs. Buy the dozen, you buy you know, a dozen eggs. Others, you buy a basket, whatever it is. So the question is, someone is saying that even an item that some people sell by number is considered a hashuv, and therefore it's not going to be batil. So the Kabbalah is going to say like this. You have this egg over here. Safek Yom Tov. You have, a, you have an egg on Yom Tov. It was born on Yom Tov, right? It got mixed up in a thousand. Well, if you hold of the Davar Shebiminyan rule, now I know why it's not Batel in a thousand. And if you hold of the flexible rule that says that even items that are not exclusively sold by number, but some people sell by number, I understand why it's not going to be Batel. Because the Davar Shebiminyan is considered Hashuv. But according to the opinion that says that a Davar Shebiminyan is only something that's exclusive... So the Chavarat should be batel, barov, because the egg is not exclusively sold by number. That's the Gibran's question. That Gibran says, Vechiteva betza hashuva. Maybe you tell me the betza is hashuv, velo betela. And that's why it's not batel. That's only going to work according to the opinion that says anything that it's the derech, I mean not exclusively, but anything that it's the derech that people sometimes sell by number, good. That's why the egg is not going to be batel. The dafka's got to be dafka. The only way they sell it is by peace. How come the egg is not going to be batel? So yes, the Gevara is working these things out. The Gevara is coming along and going to prove now that there's a machlokan on this case by Davash Shemunyan. How did not? Mishayulu havinet tiltan. A person that bundles of tiltan. How do you explain tiltan? Fenugreek. Okay. Shilkidakirim. But it's of kidakirim. Meaning he grew the fenugreek next to the grapes. Okay. It's kidakirim. You're not you're not to plant two things next to each other, right? So now what happens? It becomes asur. The Torah says you have to burn it. Okay? Yidalku. You have to burn them. Torah says, Pen uh, Tikdash. The word Tikdash means to Kadesh. You must burn it in the fire. Okay? Now watch. Nitaribu Ba'ahirot. This Isu, this Kaliakirim, got mixed up in Hitir. Ba'ahirot Ba'ahirot. And now, from that mixture, got mixed up in a, another mixture. Kulan Yidalku. You gotta burn the whole the whole item. Devreh be meir. Ba'chamim umrim. No, yalu ba'hatu ba'taim. He says no. You have bitul. You have bitul one in two hundred. Wow. No, we heard batel b'shishim, right? This is batel b'mataim. Kedai kerem is the magic number is two hundred. Meaning, he says like this, ha'chamim. Take out one one stalk, let's say, and burn. No, take out one uh, stalk, burn it, and the rest is going to be mutab. That's the way Hakamim say. Now, Shayar Now, what's the logic of the Why do you have to burn the whole thing? You have to burn the mixture, the mixture, the mixture, you got to burn everything. Because he holds, it doesn't have to be exclusively counted. Even something that generally is counted is considered a hashuv. Therefore, this Kerem is considered. There are some people that sell it by number, by quantity. Therefore, what do we still rule by quantity items? There's no bitul. So I don't care if this uh-huh. fell into 10,000 getir. You have a Davash Shemunyan. That's about Hashuv. Ero Batel. That fell into another mixture. Not Batel. You got to burn everything. Now, Vachamim Omrim, Ero Mekadesh. You don't have to burn it. Why? Ela Shishad Devarim Bilvad. They say, the rabbis, 
there's only six items that are exclusively sold by number. Rabbi Akiva Omer Shiva'ah. Whereas Rabbi Akiva says only seven items. Which is anything besides these six or seven items, there's bitul. What are the six items? Veluhin. Eguze perach. Eguze perach are nuts, walnuts of perach. Rimune badan. Pomegranates of a place called badan. Habiyot setumot. Sealed barrels. Halfe tiradin. Prickly beets. Whoa. Prickly beets. Kalhe keruv. Cabbage stalks. The dalarat ivanit. Greek gourd. These are six items that are hashuv. And therefore, they're only sold by number. If these items, let's say, would be kilakirim. Let's say you planted one of these items next to the vine. It's a sur. It got mixed up in something. Not batel at all. Rabbi Akiva Mosif Afki Karochil Balabayit. Rabbi Akiva says number seven loaves of bread of the Balabayit. Harauy leorla orla. Harauy lekilakirim. Kilakirim. So all the Gemara just saying over here, if it's a fruit, so it's going to be subject to the laws of orla. Orla is the first three years of the tree. It's going to be asud. So let's say you have these rimone badan. These rimone badan, the first three years. Of a, a rimon tree. Fine. Those fruit are sur. Right. If a rimon of Orla got mixed up in 10,000 rimonim, all 10,000 will be asur. Because oh. rimon of Orla is considered, rimon badan is the vashir of inyan. Now, only fruit are subject to Orla. If it's a vegetable or a thing that grows from the ground, this can be subject to Kedahakerim. For example, take the, uh, the gourd. The gourd goes from the ground. Now it's subject to Kedahakerim. If you have a Greek gourd that grew next to a vine, now it's Kedahakerim. And that Greek gourd got mixed up in 10,000 other gourds. All of them are going to be Asukas Davar Shibiminyan. Now, Vitmar Allah, and we have a statement on this Mahlokit, Rabbi Yohanan Amar Echidarko Shaninu. Rabbi Yohanan has the more lenient view, actually the more stringent view. He says Echidarko. Items that are generally counted are considered hashuv. It's got to be exclusive. Now, according to Rabbi Shimon bin Lakish, I understand, since eggs are not exclusively sold by number, it's not considered a minyan. That's why it's going to be batel be'elif. However, ela the Rabbi Yohanan, Michael Emebar, what are you going to say? Now we're going to stop it, but I wanted just to explain to you outside again. Basically, the Gemara said like this. You have a case where the egg falls into the thousand, not batel. So you want to know why not? According to the opinion that learns the case is talking about a and Tov, we understand why not. Because of the Vashay Shlomatirim. Any item that eventually through time will become permissible, we're not going to batirim now. What's the logic of that? Why should I let you eat it now through Bitul? Wait tomorrow, you can eat it better. Why do I have to work? I, I only have to use Bitul if I have no choice. Milk falls into meat. There's no way to skill it mutar. But this item over here, just wait it out and the egg is going to be permissible. So what do I have to, what do I have to get involved for? Good. But according to the opinion that says, this egg is a taref egg. Remember we had two ways of learning the Braita? If this is a taref egg, so I understand why Safek Asur. Safek Terefah, the Humrah. Beautiful. Now this taref egg fell into a thousand. Batabarov. That's the question. What do you need? the So the Gebra says, wait. If you go like the Shlakish, that says that Tafka islands that are exclusively sold by number 
they're considered davar shebiminyan, and there's no bitul on those items. So I understand why the egg is 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 is, is not going to be batel because an egg is not exclusively sold, but he holds that's considered davar shebiminyan. It doesn't have to be exclusive. That's why it's not going to be batel. Some people sell it by quantity. Some people sell it by uh, by the basket. But he considers that davar shebiminyan. And therefore, since it's a davar it's a hashuv uh, item. There's no bitum, darob. But according to the opinion that says it has to be exclusively sold by minyan, which means a yohanan. So I mean, this items are exclusively sold by minyan. Have a tadif egg. So therefore, when it falls into the thousand, the chara should be batel. Why, according to him, it's not going to be batel? That's the gemara's uh, question. Now we have to see tomorrow exactly how they're going to answer. This Braita Aliba the Rabbi Yohanan. Good? Now, it should be pointed out one question here. We must point out one question from the Tosafot. Please. The Gebarah said, if you have this, uh, this Kriyakirim, it fell into a mixture. Okay? And then the mixture fell into a mixture. Everything is going to be Asur. Tosafot has a very strong question over. He says, hold it. Why should it be asur in the second mixture? Seemingly over here you have what's called a sefik, sefika. Let's say I have this, uh, we'll call it the gourd. That's kilakirim. Right? It fell into a mixture over here. You want to tell me the gourd is, uh, is hashuv, therefore you don't have uh, bitul over here. Good. So you have to burn the whole, uh, the whole bunch. Now, something from this mixture fell into another mixture. You got to burn the whole room. So he says, why? Whatever I'm taking from the second mixture, I can say like this. Safek, if it's if this is the item, safek if it fell in or not fell in. And even if you want to tell me it fell into the second mixture, safek maybe this is not the item. And you say what's a double safek? Which is what something from this mixture fell into the second. I don't know if the, if the isud gourd fell in. So first of all, so who says it even fell into the second mixture? And if you don't want to tell me it did fall into the second mixture, now that I'm taking one gourd out, who told me that that's the that that's the Yisur? And those four proofs from a different Gemara that a safik sefeka like this would be mutar. So therefore, the Tosfot has to answer when we say nitarevu ba'achidim. You have to say the whole mixture fell in. Well, like a thousand. So now it's not a safek anymore because now you know for sure the issue is in there. It's not part of it. So it's only one safek.